In today's episode, we're going to be talking about forgiveness. I don't know if you ever saw that movie, Just Friends, but uh, I forgot the guy's name, but the guy that plays uh, Deadpool, his name will come to me later during this episode and I'll shout it out right in the middle of whatever I'm talking about. But there's a song that the girl sings, the co-star, forgiveness is not just saying I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) And that's so funny, but it's also pretty profound, right? Forgiveness is more than just saying I'm sorry. But also, I want to talk about not just forgiveness as as, as we receive it, but forgiveness is something that we give. And we think we're giving it to others, but when we give it to others, we're actually giving it to ourselves. Forgiveness is really more of an act of looking into a mirror and forgiving someone, which then releases you. So we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Ryan Reynolds, that's his name. (laughs) Literally, it was seconds before I started this recording uh, just now. I was like, that's what it is, Ryan Reynolds. (laughs) Anyway, my name is Timmy Gibson. This is the Timmy Gibson Show. The Timmy Gibson Hour is probably what I should call it because I've been pretty consistent with keeping it at about an hour. So we're going to talk about forgiveness today. And I think that forgiveness might just be one of the most important um, things, I can't think of a better word there, one of the most important things to live a happy, healthy, meaningful, fulfilling life. Um carrying any kind of bitterness, ill will, hate, malice, resentment um, towards anyone for any reason is just poison to the soul. So I'm sure that um, today's I'm sure that today's episode will will speak to you deeply and, and might uh, even challenge you as it relates to uh, your own ability uh, to forgive. And yeah, it might bring up some uncomfortable feelings too. You know, there might be some people that you need to forgive and work through. And and that's, you know, that's between you and and God or Mother Earth or whatever. Uh, so a couple things. One, one thing, uh, as you know, you know, I'm spiritual, not religious, uh, but I often find there to be great, lessons um, in the Bible, and especially with uh, the New Testament and as it relates to the message of Jesus, you know, Jesus spoke a lot about forgiveness and love and all that kind of stuff. So uh, what what has come to my mind, uh, actually, I should probably look that up, actually, while I, while I'm, while I'm right here, uh, there is a uh, I'm going to look this up. The woman caught. uh, There we go. This is um, a subject that I've actually, I've taught on this before, um, you know, over the years. And it comes, oh, so, okay. Well, that's interesting. I thought, I didn't realize it was was in this book. But it's in the book of John, chapter 8, verses uh, 3 through 11. And let me just share the story for those of you that weren't like me raised in church and and pretty much are familiar with any and every story that's in the Bible. Um, This one, well, actually, I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it just because it's I can give you the gist of it and you can read it on your own. So the book of John, chapter eight, verses three through 11. The gist of it is a woman was caught in the act of adultery. And the Pharisees brought this woman to uh, the feet of Jesus and say, um, you know, Jesus or teacher, uh, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. And they were trying to 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 uh, trap Jesus, really, I guess, to trick him or, or whatever. 
because they said, now, you know, Moses in the law commanded us that such like a woman like this should be stoned, which, you know, I always find it I, like weird that the woman was brought. Where's the man? But anyway, that, I've always wondered that, like, where what did the man run away? They just didn't catch him or because it was such a male dominant society that, you know, he got off pardon the pun, uh, and and she's being the one held accountable, and and he is not, or maybe he was a Pharisee, or maybe, I don't know, I, I have no idea, like the Bible doesn't even say, so who knows, but I do find it ironic um, that that the guy was, you know, not, no nowhere to be found, apparently, and so uh, they were testing Jesus, and because, you know, the Jewish law said to stoner and then the Roman law, in other words, so if he was to take the law into his own hands, you know, he'd be guilty. So it was, it was a trap. He was guilty kind of either. It was going to be busted either way. But Jesus is brilliant in this particular deal. And the, the Bible goes on to say that Jesus uh, knelt down and began to write in the, in the, on the ground, right in the dirt there. So what he wrote, who knows? There's been sermons of that about what Jesus wrote, the, the Bible doesn't say what he wrote. So we have no idea what he wrote. <laughs> so I, like, yeah, I've had people even ask me, what do you, what do you think? I have literally, like I've heard, I heard it taught one time that Jesus maybe knelt down and began to write the sins of all those present down. I, I, and maybe, you know, maybe, maybe he did that. I tend to think maybe he just knelt down and was doodling, honestly, just kind of like, you know, stalling or, you know, given thinking and just doodling or whatever. So whatever, I don't know. And um, the story goes on to say that then Jesus stood up and said, uh, he who is without sin cast the first stone. And uh, the Bible goes on to say that Jesus again knelt down and began to write in the sand right in the ground so then it said one by one beginning with the eldest they dropped their stones and walked away so you know then this then jesus was left standing alone uh, with this woman and in in jest he says you know women uh, woman where are the where where are thine accusers and has you know has has anyone condemned you and then jesus says and then she answers and says no and jesus said well neither do i condemn you go and sin no more now that that verse especially that second half a lot of the a lot of the uh conservative fundamental evangelical type always want to make sure that you add that jesus said go and sin no more and, and which is which is which i get it i mean that's the full context and that's the full text but here's here's what we know everyone is guilty of sin meaning everyone misses the mark everyone makes mistakes okay everyone no one is excluded except for i guess jesus right but even jesus who according to the scripture was was perfect and didn't sin or whatever he didn't condemn this woman. He was the only one that could have condemned her. In other words, his, you know, him being perfect, he could have stood in judgment. But the reality is no, no one's perfect. So who could stand in judgment when everyone's guilty, right? It's like me speeding and then pointing to someone who's speeding. It's just like, it's like, right? It just doesn't make sense. And so when Jesus gives that admonishment of, hey, you know, go and sin no more. Of course he said that. That's an admonishment. I mean, it's the same thing I've told my kids when they've done silly things that, that you know, things that weren't, <laughs> weren't helpful. And I said, guys, you know, I love you. And of course, you know, I forgive you, but like, let's, let's not do that again. Right now. That doesn't mean that, that I literally expect them to be perfect from that moment on. Like, like Jesus isn't expecting this woman now that he, she has met Jesus that oh, she's going to walk away and be perfect. Of course not. Of course. It wasn't like Jesus was saying, hey, don't ever sin ever again. Don't you ever do it or you will. 
I will smite you with all the whatever. Of course, like, I mean, we all know this. Like, I, I, we all know that that's what's going on here is that, of course, Jesus was just admonishing her like, hey, listen, I don't condemn you, but, you know, go and do better. That's essentially what he was saying is, you know, go and do better. Now, not go and be perfect, right? Like sin no more. Like go and never, ever sin again. Here's the thing. For most people, not not all, but for most people, we want to do good and we want to do what is beneficial. We we want to do things that are healthy and, and that feed us and nourish us and and um move us forward and and of course um, of course but here here's so here here's here's the message of this story and this is the the message that i i hope that all of us can can glean from this before i get into to my my teaching on forgiveness here is that forgiveness is it's an attitude of the heart and it and our forgiveness isn't just what we receive right what you think you receive from god or the universe or jesus or whatever like the you know the, the forgiveness of your sins like however you think that works whatever um it's not just that but it's also how we respond to when others wrong us or do wrong towards us, whether we forgive or not. So there's the forgiveness that we receive from others, God or others, meaning we've done something wrong and then someone needs to forgive us. Okay, that's, that's one part of it. Our forgiveness towards ourselves for the stupid stuff that we've done. And then thirdly, our forgiveness of others when they've done stupid stuff, right? So, okay, so let's, let's, let's unpack this a little bit. Let's get into it. And then... Um, yeah, I think this will be good. I think this will be good. All right. There's another verse that I think I should mention it here. It's in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32. And it says, be gentle with one another, sensitive. Forgive one another as quickly and thoroughly as God in Christ forgave you. All right. So there's a great book that I read called Total Forgiveness. And the, the author's name is skipping my mind, but it will come to me before I get to the end of this teaching. <laughs> and when it does come to me, I shall, uh, is it, yeah, it'll come to me. And when it comes to me, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll say it out loud so that, uh, so you guys can write it down. All right. So the book, Total Forgiveness, talks about forgiveness and it, you know, this is this is when I read this book, I thought, oh, wow, that's that's actually really, really good. Um, and I thought it did a good job of kind of covering uh, what forgiveness is, what forgiveness is not and the different kinds of forgiveness. All right. So uh, according to uh, the author of um, the book, Total Forgiveness, he says there are three types of forgiveness. There's a detached forgiveness and um, a detached forgiveness is kind of like you've pretty much forgiven them when you're not, when you don't see them. But if you see the person, you know, there's, there's obviously unresolved issues within, right? So like out of sight, out of mind forgiveness, almost kind of a detached, like if, if they're not around, you do pretty good. But if you see them or if you have to, you know, be around them, you know, the, the forgiveness is clearly, the unforgiveness is, is still underneath the surface, okay? So that's detached forgiveness. Secondly, he talks about limited forgiveness. This is, you know, another step a little bit better um, towards forgiveness. In other words, you could actually be around this person, but it, depending on if that person says something, that it, it could trip you up. Does that make sense? In other words, it it, it's not detached forgiveness, but it's a little bit more forgiveness and more of a limited forgiveness, you know, so it's the out of sight, out of mind. Also, you can be around this person and do pretty good. It's only in certain scenarios or certain things that might be said that can like trigger you. Okay. And then the third, the third uh, uh, level of forgiveness, which is the level that we all want to get to, which is what's called 
total or full forgiveness. And this is a, an absolute 100% complete uh, forgiveness. There's no unresolved issues at all uh, towards the other person. Um, there's really nothing that they could do or say to trigger you because you've, you've completely and utterly have, have just forgiven them. Now, total forgiveness does not always include reconciliation. Okay. Reconciliation is a whole nother issue that I should just do another episode on, which I won't spend time doing that today or talking about that too much today. But, you know, people say forgive and forget. Okay. Well, that's such bullshit because, you know, we can't forget unless you have a lobotomy or something uh, or some kind of shock treatment you know, to forget. Like you can't forget, but you can uh, forgive and have a, a total cessation of any negative feelings uh, towards another person. And, and that is the goal, right? Is total forgiveness. Uh, and we'll talk about how to achieve that here. And by the time we get to the end of the episode, you'll, you'll have that. So, but reconciliation is something else. I think that's the perfect picture. If, if a situation is reconcilable, let me just give a case in point. Okay. Let's say, let's say, let's say an uncle, let's say some, an uncle abuse. I don't know why it's always the uncle, but let's say there was some kind of abuse, right? Now you can forgive the person that abused you, but that doesn't mean you need to have a relationship with them. Right. In some situations, I would say in most outside of something like that, something, you know, where, you know, some kind of an abusive, really toxic type situation, uh, reconciliation should be what we pursue. I know for me, that's what I would want. I would want, you know, reconciliation if, if at all possible. And if the, that behavior has been, um, resolved and dealt with and, and so on and so forth. Okay. So. Um, but some things would never be reconcilable, right? I mean, if, I mean, if I, if, you know, yeah, some things are just never, there's never going to be reconciliation because that takes two people and yeah, that's just not always possible. All right. So I think in learning what forgiveness is, we should uh, talk about what forgiveness is not. Okay. So first we're going to talk about what forgiveness is not. So, and this is why I think we struggle. And this is why I think this will help knowing what forgiveness isn't, I think will help us all understand how and why we can forgive. Uh, because when you understand what it's, what forgiveness is not, it, it frees you up to forgive um, more readily. Okay. So number one, forgiveness is not approval of what someone did. So when you forgive, some people will like they're they're they'll withhold forgiveness as a way to punish someone. The, the problem with that is it doesn't work that way. The punishment from unforgiveness that you're trying to deal out to someone else is actually punishing yourself. So it's it's counterproductive. It's you think that you're not forgiving them in order to punish them. Because by forgiving them in your mind, you, it's like approving, it's like letting them off the hook. It's, it's approval for what they did. And that's not at all what it is. That forgiveness is not approval of what someone did. Okay. Second, forgiveness is not excusing what someone did. It's not excusing what someone did. Okay. It, what, if someone did something wrong, it's wrong, period, end of story. That's it. There is no excuse for it. Okay. And by forgiving someone, you're not excusing, right? You're not giving approval of what they did. You're not excusing what they did. Okay. Again, forgiveness really is about letting yourself off the hook from holding the ill will towards someone. Okay, third, forgiveness is not justifying what they did. It's not, it's not, it's not justification. Okay, again, forgiveness is, is about the person giving the forgiveness. 
Now, granted, if you and I, if we've ever done something wrong to someone and we say, hey, man, I'm really sorry or I apologize or please forgive me. And when they forgive us, yes, it, it does um, give us some sense of like good feeling of like, OK, good. They forgave me. And so but it doesn't at least for me, I don't know how everyone else is, but I know for me that if, when I've done something wrong and I ask someone to forgive me. And even when they say, I forgive you, that's good. But I mean, I still have to deal with my own guilt and shame over what I did, right? So them forgiving me or us forgiving them doesn't just free them like, oh, great, it's all good now. No, of course not. It's still difficult, right? All right. It, it, and this is, I just talked about this. Forgiveness is not reconciliation. Okay. When you forgive someone, that doesn't mean, hey, let's be besties again. Maybe, maybe you were besties and maybe you'll never be besties again. Maybe, maybe you'll never really have any kind of a relationship with this person ever. Um, you know, I would say in situations where there, there has to be not reconciliation, but there has to, you have to get along like, like in a marriage, right? Some people go through really bad divorces. Maybe there was an affair, adultery, um, abuse or whatever, whatever, however, maybe your relationship ended, um, Right. There's a healing process, a forgiveness process, possibly reconciliation. Reconciliation doesn't mean that then you'll get back together and get married again. Now, sometimes it can. And that's beautiful if it works out that way. I've known of stories like that. Those are beautiful. Those are the ones that, you know, great movies are made from. Uh, but that's not always necessary. And you can have total forgiveness without the reconciliation. Now, when it comes to, you know, that kind of a situation, there needs to be total forgiveness because if there if there's kids involved, if there's no kids involved, who cares? I mean, who cares? It's good to have forgiveness and reconciliation. But what I mean is there's not as much of a motivator for reconciliation. There should always be a motivation for forgiveness, but not necessarily for reconciliation. Again, reconciliation of a, of, a, of a broken marriage doesn't mean that you then get married again or that you get back together. It just means that there's a, a real reconciliation and a, and a relationship that can be built moving forward. All right. Forgiveness is not denying what they did. Okay. It's not like glossing over and denying it. Okay. Number six, forgiveness is not forgetting what they did, right? Because you can't, you can't forget that's that's impossible <laughs> like i heard like i said at the very very beginning it's impossible to forget you can't forget uh, all you can do is forgive and act as though you have forgiven someone uh to be able to you know move forward and not have any kind of ill will or bitterness or malice towards someone um and then finally, last, number seven, what forgiveness is not. It's not pretending you're not hurt, right? Forgiveness isn't like, no, it's all good. It's all good. I'm good. It's all good. No, that doesn't, it might not be all good. Uh, I mean, obviously, if there's, a, if there's a need for forgiveness, there's been hurt feelings. There's been a, a breakdown or a break of a relationship or a break of a friendship or whatever. And to forgive someone is not to pretend that you're not hurt. Um, in fact, you know, communicating you are hurt and how deeply it hurt you uh, is part of the forgiving process. And so, um, yeah, it's, it's important to, um, yeah, it's, it's really important that, matter of fact, yeah, it's really important you don't, <laughs> you, you don't want to forgive um, or you don't want to, to, to pretend that someone's not, sorry, I sound a little distracted because my, my son was calling me and I had to text him while I was talking and trying to think at the same time. Um, all right, so. That's what forgiveness is not. So now let's talk about what forgiveness is in the second half here, or almost the second half. We've got about six minutes, uh, and then we'll go to a commercial break, 
and I'll come back and, of course, finish the rest of this. All right, so what forgiveness is, all right, number one. Forgiveness is, uh, R.T. Kendall, by the way, that's the book that came to me, <laughs> the author, Total Forgiveness by R.T. Kendall. Okay, <laughs> what forgiveness is, number one, being aware of what they did and still forgiving them. Aware, it's being aware of what they did, but still forgiving them. Wow. I, I think that's really the only way you can truly forgive someone is to fully recognize what someone did, expressing what they did. You know, it, again, this forgiveness, forgiveness doesn't, again, doesn't mean there's reconciliation. It doesn't even mean that you have anything to do with the other person ever, ever, ever. So everything I'm talking about is, is really between you and God or some higher power or the universe or whatever, whatever Buddha, whatever's your, your deal. It's, it's between you and yourself and God. It's not, it's not even about the other person. Now, granted, I think ideally, you know, if there can be a, a conversation with the other person, the offender or the offended, and there can be a, I'm sorry, you know, please forgive me, hugs and kisses and we're all good. Like, Obviously, if that if that's if that's possible, then clearly that's great. Uh, but I've known people that I've known of people that I've coached that needed to walk through forgiveness of someone that have, has since passed passed away. So so there is no opportunity for any kind of reconciliation or any kind of a conversation with the offended or the offender. So. Um. Yeah, so forgiveness is being aware of what they did and still forgiving them, okay? Number two, forgiveness is choosing to keep no record of wrongdoing. Oh, now, let me, let me, let me give you a little uh, disclaimer here real quick, a disclaimer. If, if for lawyer purposes or for... Legal purposes, there may need to be records kept of the offense. Okay, so, right, like if there's pictures showing bruising or if there's an email or whatever, um, I, I think it, it, legal reasons, there may need to be a keeping a record of the wrong, the infraction or whatever you want to say. Um, but outside of that, when you're talking about, you know, keeping that nasty email and, and there is no legal reason to keep it, you're just keeping it because it makes you feel whatever, or you just want to, you want proof of what an asshole they were or proof of what a bitch she was or whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's, that's what I'm talking about. And, and so you don't want to keep a record of wrong. You know, I've I've received you know nasty emails from people just because of of my religious or my non-religious views. You know, I've had people that have you know sent me corrective emails. You know, correcting my theology, which is so funny. Um, and I'll be honest, I kept a folder of <laughs> of these emails, and then I really I read this book and I was like. Dad gummit. You mean I gotta I gotta delete that file, that folder with all those emails of the mean shit that people have said. So anyway, I did. I deleted it, got rid of all of it. Um, so keep keeping no record of, of the wrong, I, I think is important, um, I believe, in, in the journey. <laughs> um all right, so all right. <laughs> and there's a there's a there's a Bible verse for that, and it's in First Corinthians thirteen five. It says, "Love does not demand its own way; it's not irritable, and it keeps no record of when it has been wronged." Oh, dang it! You mean I gotta throw away that that letter? Yep. <laughs> right. All right. Uh, <laughs> number three, forgiveness is a choice, not a feeling. I mean, that's 
that we know that, but it, for some reason, we operate most of our life based upon feeling. It's like if I feel it, then I do it. If I don't feel it, I don't do it. And what's funny is we don't we don't do that in so many other areas of our life, right? Do you go to work only when you feel like it? And when you don't, you don't. Do you, if you've had kids, did you only change diapers when you felt like it? <laughs> and didn't change them when you didn't feel like it, right? No, you did it when it demanded it. You, you did it when it was needed. And so anytime there's ill will, unforgiveness, malice, hatred, any of that, Forgiveness is needed. And then then it's put on your shoulders. It's a choice then for you to forgive, right? All right. We'll be right back with more on forgiveness. All right. And we're back for the rest of this episode on forgiveness. And let me pull up my, my notes real quick here. There they are. All right. So I ended last, uh, or last, last week, I just a couple minutes ago <laughs> on number three, it's not a choice. It's a feeling. That's what forgiveness is. Number four, forgiveness is not telling what they did here. Here's a true tale sign. If, and when someone has, or when we've truly forgiven someone or when, when we know someone has forgiven someone or, but it, you know, it's about us, right? We're looking in the mirror, we're looking in the mirror right now. Right? So as we look in the mirror, how can we know when we have truly forgiven someone? It's when we stop telling everybody what they did. Now this is, there's a, there's a, I'm trying to think how to word this. This is such a, Honestly, this is such a biblical teaching because there's another scripture in the in the Bible that says love covereth a multitude of sins. You can tell I grew up learning King James. That's what I, you know, all the scriptures I've memorized, it's all in King James. So pardon my vows and those and all that. But um and even as a as a you know, non-religious person now, when I reflect on that that teaching of, you know, that love covers a multitude of sins. This doesn't mean, I just want to clarify, right? This doesn't mean that if someone does something terrible, that you act like they didn't do anything terrible and, you know, you never re uh, report the abuse, you never, you know, whatever. I, I, I think there's a, I think there's a, I, I was going to say a fine line. I think there's a, <sighs> I think when we, we know, right. If we're talking to someone and just bad mouthing someone like, well, I'll tell you what, you know, well, here's what he did. He lied and did this. Blah, 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 why, why, why are you doing that? Why, why, why do you continue to rehash something? Is it, is it bringing you some kind of joy? Is it bringing you some kind of a vindication like it was them, not me. That's why I'm going to tell you what they did. They're shitty. And I'm going to tell you how shitty they are. I just, I bend towards the side of Jesus on this. I really do. And I've been wronged uh, many, 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 many times. And I just don't see the benefit in telling other people how someone has wronged me. I, I don't see the the benefit of that at all. Again, if there's some kind of a legal reason and, a, and, a, and a, an accountability reason, fine. But outside of that, if you're just trying to either a ruin someone's reputation or or again, you know, um, be vindicated, like I'm the good one, she was the bad one. I was perfect and, you know, and she was sh this and this is what she did and didn't do, or this is what he did, and didn't do. And da, 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 da. that's, that's, I mean, if this isn't, I mean, this, this is right out of the book, total forgiveness. And when I read it, 
I was like, Ooh, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow because part of what we like to do when we've been wronged is tell everybody how we've been wronged. There's some kind of, I don't know what it is within humans that we, we like to be the victim. Now we say we don't, I'm not a victim, but then we, we act like the victim. <laughs> so I don't know. You know. It's like, I think words are on one hand, I think words are powerful, but I also think words are worthless. And you know, it's like, you can tell me you love me all day long. I don't want you to tell me. I want you to show me, right? It's, it's not about telling me how much you care. Show me how much you care. Um, so anyway, yeah, I, that's a, this is a big deal. And we've all been wronged. Everyone listening to this podcast, right? You've been wronged. I've been wronged. It doesn't do you any good to tell everyone you meet how you've been wronged and who wronged you and what they did. Again, I'm not talking about legal outside of legal, just yeah. My, for whatever reason, my brain's a little scrambled right now for me. I, it's hard for me to find the words to, to really capture, um, the principle there, but it, one is this by telling what they did, you continue to keep it alive and relive it. That's one reason why I think you shouldn't do it. You know, secondly, it's definitely not following the law of love, which is, you know, the law of love is love covereth a multitude of sins. Love keeps no record of wrong, right? So if, you know, love is patient, love is kind, love is not envious, love is not jealous, love, like, when we think about what love is, then it's clear. It's clear. Number four, no, don't forgiveness is not telling what they did. Like, because what is forgiveness? It's an act of love. That's what forgiveness is. That's why it's so important to live our lives in such a way that love rules the day. Love wins the day. And so by continuing to tell of the abuse or to tell of the whatever, um, the, the mistreatment, the, the unfair treatment or whatever, whatever it is, you know, you get the drift, you know what I'm talking about by continuing to talk about it. All you're doing is fanning the flame and all it's doing is hurting yourself because you know, you're, 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 when we tell other people, people what someone did to hurt us we're really not hurting the other person all that much we're only poisoning ourselves what's that phrase or what's that quote you know bitterness is the poison that we drink that was intended for someone else to drink you know i i butchered that but it's the that's the gist of it so anytime we feel that need to tell how someone hurt us um it's a, it's a clear tell, it's a tell, telltale sign that you've not forgiven them. No, I've forgiven them. No, you haven't. There's no way that you've forgiven them if you continue to tell other people. Um, so saying you've forgiven someone doesn't mean shit. You know, I've forgiven them. Well, <laughs> then why do you keep talking about it? Because why? Because you haven't forgiven them. That's why. And again, forgiveness isn't about the other person. It doesn't matter. It's about you. It's about me in, in and of ourselves, right? We're looking in the mirror. Okay. This, this teaching isn't about you thinking about, yeah, I can tell they haven't forgiven me. No, no, no. This isn't about someone else. This is about you. Okay. This is about me as an individual, about you as an individual who we can't control if someone else forgives or doesn't forgive. That's it's pointless to even think about that or to judge that even they should forgive me. They, you know, if you're listening to me talk right now and thinking about someone else and how they haven't forgiven, you're missing the whole point of this episode. It's not for you to think about someone else and how they haven't forgiven or how they're still carrying around bitterness. This is about, this is about you for forgiving. Okay. All right. Number five, forgiveness is a sign of merciful, of being merciful. It's a sign of mercy. 
Um, Matthew 5, 7 says, blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy, right? It's the whole karma deal. What you want is what you should give. You want love, give love. You want forgiveness, give forgiveness. You want mercy, show mercy. You want grace, show grace. Uh, that's just the way the world works. Now, of course, it doesn't work perfectly, meaning every time you show love, someone's going to show love to you. Not always. It doesn't always work that way. We don't live in a perfect world. And, and, and until we do, which I don't think will be ever, then it, it's, it works as a principle, but it's not, there's exceptions to the rule, right? There's times that you're nice to other people and they're mean to you. I mean, that's just life. That's life, right? That's just that <laughs> welcome to planet earth. All right. Number six, what forgiveness is number six, it's being gracious. So here's, here's, I think another way to support Number four, not telling what they did. Forgiveness is not telling what someone did. It's a sign of being gracious, right? Graciousness is shown by what you don't say, even if what you could say would be true, right? I could say what someone did to hurt me. I could say it, but the act of not saying it is the act of being gracious. And I don't know about you. I want grace. And so I want to give grace. Okay. There's a great thing found in Hellenistic literature. It's Aristotle says that being gracious is not making a rigorous stand against your enemy, even when you are clearly in the right. Wow. What a, what a, what a great quote. All right. What forgiveness is number seven. It's an inner condition. It's a matter of the heart or the soul or the spirit, right? Forgiveness is, it's, it's an, it's a, it's an inside job, right? But then it will reflect on the outside, which is how everything works. First, it's on the inside, right? It's, it's like, I don't know if you like the Hulk. I love the incredible Hulk. You grew up on it as a kid. I was always so sad every time David Banner would walk away with his, backpack and the sad music started. But anyway, it's the metamorphosis or the metamorpho, which is it, 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 that word means um, from the inside out, you know, the Hulk, it, that wasn't from the outside in, it was from the inside out, right? It affected him at the cellular level. Therefore it was activated when he got angry that he turned into the Hulk. It was a metamorphosis. It was, it was a, from the inside out. So forgiveness is the same thing. It's, it's an inner work. And that's why I often talk about the inner work, how important it is, the inner work. Um, yeah. When we talk about knowing yourself and growing and self-discovery and all that stuff, that's all inner work. That it, it, It's so important to do the inner work. Number eight, forgiveness is the absence of bitterness. It's the absence of bitterness. There's another great verse that comes to mind, Hebrews 12, 15. It says, see to it that no one misses the grace of God and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble. Bitterness, it's a poison. It is a poison. And it's something that I was taught early on to just never allow it to get root, you know, to never allow bitterness to, to uh, take hold. And, and grab you and poison you. Uh, another movie reference, you know, I love movies. There's a great movie, the Spider-Man movie. And I, I can't remember. There's so many different Spider-Man movies, right? But you'll know the one I'm talking about. The one with the venom, you know, the black, uh, the black Spider-Man, uh, the one where his suit turns black from the tar or whatever. But what's that tar represent? That tar or that, that blacky black gooey stuff in that particular Spider-Man that I'm thinking of it worked in the same way. It was like a little bit of bitterness, but one, once it got a hold of him and he fed and it, and he fed into that bitterness, it grew and overtook him. And that's what bitterness does. Bitterness is something that it's pretty easy to see when I'm around people, I can clearly tell when someone's bitter. Now, even if they say I'm not bitter, but then they, say this and do this and like, no, you're bitter here. <laughs> you're clearly bitter. 
Uh, you can say you're not bitter. That's fine. But uh, you are. Uh, it's clear to see because it's 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 on your tongue. It, it, it's 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 like hatred and malice and bitterness. You can't hide it. it it's really something that that can't be hidden. You think you can hide it. You know, we think we can hide bitterness, but we can't. It it's it's a poison on the tongue. And what's what's really sad about bitterness is it affects all relationships. It it you matter of fact, I would even say that you can't have a happy, healthy relationship if there is bitterness in your life. So, you know, do I think bitterness it's important to get a, you know work through bitterness absolutely I, I that's why i i think it's such a huge thing i think forgiveness is such a huge thing because of this reason it's just a poison and it it does it does no good at all it does no good in in someone's life all right um okay one two more two more what forgiveness is forgiveness is well, okay. This these are two that 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 I added actually. I don't think these were in the book. These are something that I added. Um or at least one of these, I think. Maybe these were in the book. I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, there are two that I added to this number number 9, forgiveness is and sometimes does include forgiving God or forgiving whatever power that you think is out in the universe. If you feel like that power has been unfair and unjust and whatever to you, there needs to be a forgiveness. You know, if you feel like God allowed certain things in your life and it, and you feel like they were bad things and you're blaming God for it. I mean, you got to let that go. You got to let God off the hook and for your own sake, again, it's not let it's yeah, I should, I wish I wouldn't have said that. It's not about letting God off the hook. Actually, (laughs) it's like, it's about letting yourself off the hook. So sometimes forgiveness does require us to forgive an unseen force, right? And the last and final is uh, forgiving ourselves. I think, man, I don't know why I'm all of a sudden yawning. Uh, f- forgiving ourselves, man, this is a big one. And this is the one, of course, this is the last one. And I'll, I'll end with this. Um, I'll end with this one. Uh, actually, I'll, I'll end with giving you the benefits, uh, the benefits of uh, forgiveness, like what the benefits are. But this whole forgiving ourselves. Listen, we all F up, right? We all F up. We mess up. And we've all done things to hurt people. We've all done things that we, you know, in all intents and purposes, you know, wish we hadn't have done or would have done them differently. Right. It's the whole 20, you know, hindsight's always 2020. Of course, if you could go back, would there be some things you would do different? I think you'd be lying to say that, that you, if you could, which we can't, right. So you can't go back so that you can't live with regrets. It's pointless because you can't go back, but what can we do? Okay. If you can't go back, what can we do? Well, all we can do is move forward, right? That's all we can do. So whatever you wish you would have done then is just what you should start doing now and then moving forward. So does that make sense? So like, if like, whatever, I, I, I don't even want to give situations and cases and points because, you know, it might relate to some of you and some of you would, it wouldn't relate to, but you know, in your own life, where you've gone wrong, what you've done wrong, how you've, you know, whatever. And so for you, it's a matter of looking at that. Okay. Sitting with that. How did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? How would I live differently today and moving forward? That's the important piece. It, it's not about regret because you can't, we can't change the past. You can't. So why bellyache about it? Because there's nothing that can be done about the past except change the present, which then will impact the future. So 
so that's why I'm, you know, I've, I've honestly, I never really have understand. I've never really have, I've never really understood how people beat themselves up over and over moving forward when that does not help them live a better life now. So you fucked up. Okay. So you did something regrettable. You hurt someone's feelings. You, whatever you did, whatever, it could be something terrible. You and whatever you did, whatever it is, I don't know, whatever it is, you know, that's the thing, whatever it is in your mind right now, that's what you did, but that's done and gone. You don't have to continue to make that silly mistake moving forward. You can change, right? Just because you were an addicted per you were addicted to something yesterday. doesn't mean you need to be addicted today. I, I think we sometimes give addiction too much power, to be honest. Now, I'm not an addictive personality, so it's easy for me to say, okay? I'm just a moron talking about for addiction that when I don't suffer with a, an addiction personality. But I also know most all humans are in control of themselves and should be. So whatever it is that you've done stop doing it. <laughs> Whatever it is that you did that messed up your life. Let's say you were an alcoholic and you drank yourself into a divorce and losing your job. Well, okay. Stop drinking. Check yourself in somewhere, make yourself accountable and quit. You say, now I, I don't, I, I hope I don't sound callous, but it's, it's a choice. You just have to make the choice. I don't want to be addicted to alcohol anymore. Therefore, I'm going to throw away all the alcohol. I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to get myself help and I'm going to live a better life. I mean, uh, why would we continue to do the thing that makes us miserable? Why, why, why would we continue to do the thing that literally fuels and feeds our shame and our guilt and our, what I, I might like my mind can't, I can't comprehend in my mind how we could know something's bad, know we shouldn't do it. Again, I've done things that I knew were bad. I shouldn't have done them, and I did it. But then once I really became aware, like, okay, what the hell am I doing? Stop this, Timmy. You're in control of your life. Stop with this. Only do what's beneficial. Now, that doesn't mean I do it perfectly. What I'm saying is the extremely, the, you know, the extreme toxic behaviors right? It, it's the extreme toxic behaviors that I'm talking about. You know, it's the, you know what it is. It's whatever it is. If it's whatever it is in your life, that's causing issues in your life. Stop, get yourself some help and make better choices moving forward. And that will then help begin to bring you out of the funk. And it really requires us to forgive ourselves. Right. I remember talking to a, a coaching someone one time that was just living with so much guilt and shame over an abortion that she had had when she was 15, 14 or 15. And she even thought that that's why she couldn't get pregnant and she was married now and she couldn't get pregnant. And she was just heaping all this guilt and condemnation and the shame from the abortion that she had. And I remember, actually, she didn't tell me she had an abortion. I, I, for whatever reason, sometimes I get things and I just know things. And she was crying about something. And I said, you know what? I said, I know what you're crying about. And I said, you had an abortion when you were a teenager and you've struggled to let that go. And, you know, so I worked with her to kind of help her work through that forgiveness. And, and I, I believe she, she finally got there where she was able to recognize that that was something that she did as an ignorant, fearful, 
naive teenager and that she shouldn't carry that bitterness around now as a 40-year-old woman. You know, maybe that's your story. So often forgiveness starts with ourselves, especially if we've been guilty of doing something that, you know, has messed up our lives or we feel like it's messed up our lives. All right. In closing, in the last five minutes here, benefits of forgiveness. Number one, it releases you to be forgiven, to, to you know, to receive and feel forgiven, right? It, it Often when we hold bitterness, we also hold bitterness towards ourselves. It's a weird thing. We hold bitterness against someone else, but then we internalize bitterness within ourselves too. So when we forgive, it releases forgiveness within ourselves. Number two, forgiveness, it, it releases the other person from our ill will. It's, it's, you know, we're trying to poison someone else. And when we forgive, we release that desire to cast, you know, <laughs> a spell on them, you know, that something bad will happen to them or whatever. Another benefit of forgiveness is it keeps you in a place to receive from God or from the universe. Forgiveness, you know, bitterness to me is a, is a block. Bitterness is a repellent from goodness and grace and mercy and love. And when we forgive others, it, it opens us up to receive love and forgiveness and grace and mercy. It's, it's kind of the karma thing. The benefit of forgiveness truly is it puts us in a, in a space of receiving. Number four, forgiveness. Um, again, according to, to the Bible, now again, you don't have to be a Bible believer here, but forgiveness, there's a scripture in the Bible that, that talks about if you have ought against anyone, when you come to, to the temple to pray and you have ought or ill will, bitterness towards someone else, stop praying, go and make that right with that person and then come back so that your prayers can be heard is what the scriptures teach. So I, I think there's a, a principle there. Again, regardless of whether you believe in the Bible and God and Jesus, that, that's kind of immaterial. It's the principle of you will be of a clear conscience. So it'll help you in that spiritual realm of when you are asking God or the universe or whatever to, to give you wisdom or to you know show you the way. It, it, it's a great way to clear out the clutter. When you forgive, it, it clears away the clutter of communication with the universe or God. All right, number five. Obviously, you'll just feel better because it's a, forgiveness is a cleanser. It cleanses the palate, if you will. So forgiveness is a, a great way to cleanse your conscious, your conscience, um, too. Because I told, like I said before in the very beginning, forgiveness is is pretty selfish, really. And that's okay. It's not like I'm not saying that is a bad thing. I'm just saying that when we forgive someone else, it's really not about them. It's a, it's about us. All right, six. It's uh, it'll it it'll definitely improve your health. There's no doubt about it. Forgiveness is a healthy way to live. This is proven over and over and over and over again. Just Google it. The benefits of forgiveness physically, and it it's amazing. Um. Another benefit of it, 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 it helps to break down barriers. And lastly, uh, or a couple more, it, is it, you know, it brings in healing uh, to, to possibly restore maybe a broken relationship. And then uh, lastly, it'll just make you feel lighter. Truly, it'll make you feel lighter. So in closing, maybe there's someone that you need to forgive. Here's what I suggest. Take a piece of paper, go outside. And, and take a small piece of paper, write down some people you need to forgive or situations you need to forgive or whatever, okay? And bring a lighter with you. Have a lighter, piece of paper. You got to be careful though, real careful with doing this. And light that little piece of paper. It'd be best if you could be about a lake or a river or someplace where it, it's safe to do this on concrete or whatever. And write down, and there's two ways you can do it. You're going to get a helium balloon. And you can write all this stuff down on the helium balloon and then let the helium balloon go. Okay. That's one way to do it. Or you take a small piece of paper and you write down some stuff and it's just, it's just kind of an, something that you could do to kind of 
like a as a oh I forget what I forget what the word is, but like an action step, I guess. Write all this stuff down on a little piece of paper. Light that piece of paper on fire and let it burn. You know, just let it go away. And that'll help you in in dealing with forgiveness. I know I've done that before. I've done the helium helium uh, balloon thing, and I've also done the the paper thing. And um, it's it's very helpful. It's something that's awesome. So um, that's it, guys. Total forgiveness. I hope this teaching, uh, this episode, brought you some some say, some things to think about, and also to inspire you to live a life that is. Uh, full of love, full of forgiveness, grace, mercy, and all those things. All right, guys, God bless. Peace. Mm-hmm.